Talo Falava, I'm Johnny Blades. You're with The House. At a time when MPs are neck deep in election messages, with their focus very much inward, a small group of parliamentarians had the good opportunity to get out of the slugfest and go to Samoa for a few days. It wasn't a holiday, though. The job of maintaining external relationships, especially those in the Pacific Islands, continues regardless whether it's campaign time here. And this is just one of the reasons for the visit to Samoa's capital, Apia, by an interparliamentary group of MPs led by the Speaker of Parliament, Adrian Urafe. I think it's really important that we have ongoing uh, relationships parliament to parliament. Uh, we always have government to government uh, relationships. Um, but a parliamentary relationship is a little bit different in that it's a cross-party way of engaging with other parliaments uh, and we're really just trying to represent uh, our country and recognising in this instance the very long relationship that we've had with Samoa. And you've been on you know, quite a few of these, you've, obviously you've led some. What sort of things do you take away as an MP? I, I think, you know, the, there's the more official meetings at a parliamentary level, which are great, but we also incorporate meeting with civil society, uh, businesses, particularly ones that have a relationship with New Zealand. And so uh, we get to learn about the issues that, uh, say, a, a farmer in Samoa might have in producing their uh, their products and then getting it to market in New Zealand. Uh, we get a strong appreciation of what their needs are, what are the, the barriers that they face. And actually, you know, as parliamentarians in New Zealand, we actually make decisions at select committees and um, also through government. And it's good for our... Uh, MPs to have that stronger um, understanding of what the issues that they're, they're faced with. For example, in Samoa, we've learned that the banking system, you know, the uh, mechanisms that we have within our banking system, they don't necessarily have them here in Samoa, which makes trading with other nations that much more difficult. Um, and so we now have an appreciation of that. Uh, we've got different members of different select committees ca that can actually use that information to to improve or how, how can we do things better because we want better ways of trading with, with our, our friends and partners within the Pacific. Welcomed in an Ava ceremony where each MP was given kava to drink and had to respond to the greetings of local representatives, the delegation's lineup was consistent with a pattern down the years whereby Labour and the Greens send junior or first term MPs on such trips and the Nats send MPs in the twilight of their careers. The speaker was accompanied by four MPs, Tangi Utukere and Lemonga Lydia Sosene of the Labour Party, Tiano Tuiono of the Greens, and also the National Party's Todd Muller. It's all about relationships, right? And, uh, you know, politics, trade, engagement between communities, it's all about the relationships that you build, and you have to build them face-to-face. Uh, -face. And so for us to represent uh, essentially across Parliament, you know, most parties represented, to be over here and meeting the Speaker, the 
Prime Minister, the Deputy Speaker, in not only formal um, environments but also informal where you can really get down to the nuts and bolts around you know, the challenges as they see it, uh, where they think New Zealand could assist. It's hugely valuable and uh, I've always been, in my nine years as uh, being a politician, I've always massively supported uh, these trips uh, because in the private sector that's how you that's how you do business is you get on a plane and you go and talk to people that matter uh, and the South Pacific matter so we need to be here. Relationships are all important in the, in the Pacific and that seemed like a great chat that you guys had with the Prime Minister Fiamme uh, in an informal setting but you know where people could be frank and it seemed really valuable. Oh, it's exceptionally valuable, and uh, as as most people would know, if you're if you're having a conversation without officials sitting around to sort of uh, mind the p's and q's of uh, be it in New Zealand or Samoa, you you tend to get uh, a far more frank conversation, and that's what we had, and it was. I really enjoyed it. You know, she was open to any question, and so you know, as you saw, I could uh, reflect with her some perspectives that I had, and she was very uh, clear. Uh, minded and forthright in response and you just get so much out of it when you can spend time uh, talking to, in this case, the Prime Minister that directly. In their informal meeting with Samoa's Prime Minister, Fiamme Naomi Matafa, the New Zealand MPs discussed things like geopolitical dynamics, RSC issues and her call for easier movement of people around the region. This resonated with Lemonga Lydia Sosini. Why is it? that Samoa and Tonga and probably a couple of other countries, why are we not visa-free? Because it is my belief, and I've actually seen it, that many of our people from here, they do want to come over because they've got either church obligations or family weddings, funerals, etc. But they actually want to come back to their homeland. Of course there'll be some that want to migrate. So my question was, so why does Samoa not have a visa-free entry and even if it is a temporary, I'm sure there are solutions. I go back to my maiden statement where I referred to my own parents who the New Zealand government needed workers put aside at that time, from what I can see, the visa system or whatever it was and actually just filled New Zealand with Samoan workforce and Tongan workforce. And that's labour mobility. So if we did it back then... so. That's the weddle. <laughs> what things would the New Zealand MPs take from the Samoan counterparts? It's, it's a two-way thing, isn't it? Absolutely. So what we've seen over the last few days is we've had the opportunity to hear from businesses and community. A big part of it is the aid and development. I think there is room for improvement, but to really understand with those agreements... Are they benefiting both countries? Are the partners getting equal opportunity? Because now we've got all these superpowers looking down. What would you say to people who say, oh, these sorts of visits are just a junket for the MPs? I would probably say you need to go on one of those tours because from where I sit, it has been really valuable. The short is good. And when I come to Samoa, because I'm Samoan and very proud Samoan, Coming in this official trip highlights a number of things. Uh, for me, being a Samoan, when I visited, particularly over the last 20 years, because uh, I have family akin to, so I have uh, extensive relationships, church, etc., community. The value of the trips is you get to meet with the people that are benefiting from aid from New Zealand. 
And sometimes, in the, as a politician, we would see that a lot of New Zealand funds go out to different programs but don't really understand or actually see how it benefits overseas aid. The visit comes at a time when Samoan politics is still reeling from a major change in government in 2021. After 40 years in government in Samoa, the Human Rights Protection Party lost the election to Fiame's Fa'atuatua Ileatua Samoa Uatasi Party. There's a high number of Samoan MPs who are still new to the game, and Deputy Speaker Awapawa Mulipola Aloi Tafua said they valued the chance to share notes with the New Zealand MPs, especially in a meeting about the functions and operations of select committees. This is very useful for us, especially new members of parliament for government of Samoa. For the very first time in the parliament, we share about standing orders, about uh, electoral issues, and also the constitution's proposed amendments and things like that. But it's very useful. Sometimes as a new MP, there's no guidebook. You have to learn on the job. So it's good to share notes, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. So we share issues where we can uh, upgrade the skills and learnings about uh, annual reports. So when we talk about annual reports, we're talking about every parliament committees. We perform uh, various uh, duties on checking financial reports from every uh, government ministries and also state-owned enterprises. So we share with the Honourable Speaker of New Zealand and the dedications about our duties as Germans and vice Germans, how we're going to do the job thoroughly in every aspect to check all those reports, just to make sure we're on the right track, all those financial reports to the government as well. So overall, we have learned a lot from uh, our dedications. One of the local MPs on hand was Ale Vene Ale, an MP who was with Samoa's former ruling HRPP party and recently quit to become independent before finding himself in a legal tangle as the court decided Ale had vacated his seat. They say that if I resign, I lost my seat. Yeah. You see, yeah. I have to go back to the poor. Yeah. So that's my concern. So, so that, 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 that's exactly what I'm, what I'm fighting for. It was interesting you asked your New Zealand counterparts here, you know, what's the story in New Zealand for that? Yeah, well, that's why I asked him what's it now. He explained that um, uh, it's, com- it's three, complicated. It's very complicated. Yeah. And I, I, I don't really get it, you know. Yeah, I don't think and anyone they say does. it's three pathways of how to. When a small cross-party group of MPs get on the road abroad, it's not just the relationships between countries that are being built, but the links among themselves as well. Great to see MPs from across the political divide be together and actually, you know, you get on. You know, contrary to what a lot of people at home see on the news, right? Yes, and that's important. The value of these types of trips for members of parliament to accompany the speaker, huge value. And whilst we disagree to agree and we go to the polling booths, etc., of course we are members of parliament. It's a very serious job. But these types of opportunities grow your own skill set, and it's a wonderful experience. This was echoed by Tangi Utukiri. I think it's great to signal to other parts of the world that we're united as a New Zealand parliament, that when we come on these visits, and this is the first visit that I've undertaken as a parliamentarian abroad, 
uh, that we do so as a team, that we set aside our political allegiances and colours and we focus on brand New Zealand. And so having the opportunity to visit different parts of this community here in Samoa has been fantastic. Visiting the legislature, uh, the, the Prime Minister, the Parliament, uh, sharing knowledge, sharing opportunities, uh, feedback with other colleagues on a global sense is pretty important. The session on select committees, I thought, talking to the Samoan MPs, they got a lot of value out of that. That was my sense as well. I found that session really valuable and it was great to be able to share with those chairs and vice chairs that a significant portion of our parliament, even though the current New Zealand parliament is heading towards the end of its current tenure, were also new. And so it was great to be able to have a conversation about some of the opportunities and challenges that we've found, no different to other parts of the world as well. But also, I think what's really important is whatever they choose, whatever they do, the structure, their approach needs to be something that is significantly important for Samoa. It's not appropriate for us as Kiwis to come here and say, this is how you do it, this is what works well. What is appropriate is that we come and we have a conversation as fellow parliamentarians, and they take from that what they want or what they need, just like we will take from the conversations what we think are important as well. An inter-parliamentary trip offers some wider context for an MP, just when the parliamentary cycle here is drawing politicians into more myopic modes of view. Here's Tiano Tuiono. Yeah, it was a, it was a very good discussion uh, with the Prime Minister of Samoa, Prime Minister Fiamme, um, and I, I appreciated that uh, because you know when I'm in when you're in New Zealand, you see comments that she's made, but you you don't know what the context is because it's just something that's been reported and you're reading it, but actually being in the room with her and actually talking with her and having that exchange of ideas is incredibly valuable. I, to be honest, see the issues the same way she does. Um, that call for visa waiver access into New Zealand is something that the Greens support. Uh, I also have concerns around around AUKUS, uh, around how the you know the Americans and the Australians just basically announced that and didn't tell any, any of the Pacific Island countries as well, so concerns about that and the of course, the geopolitical tension within the region. And then, you know, acknowledging that New Zealand has a very, very long relationship with Samoa. You know, it's the only country that we have a treaty of friendship with, for example. Um, so, yeah, being in that room was the highlight, I guess, of the visit here. And, and, and our country, I guess, has a, has a role to play as, a, as an equal with Samoa, but also as a conduit to help advance their interests as well, because uh, that's part of that relationship, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's something that came across for 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 me. Um, you know, this uh, if you're gonna, uh, this has to be like a two-way relationship. We can't just take, 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 take. We've got to be supportive. And you know, I think about this in the context of you know the Treaty of Friendship, but then also as a Maori um, who's also Pacifica, uh, those whakapapa connections that we have right across the Pacific. You know, there are centuries-old interactions going back thousands of years. Um, and so uh, it's that tapestry of connection uh, that is really uh, really important for us to to uphold, uh, but also to see our part in that, um, and and also uh, what we can do to, to support the region. I, I think it, it is these kind of trips where you can sort of be outside of the house because the house is very competitive, you know? I mean, it's an, it's an election year and everybody's pushing their political bandwagon. Um, and so that can be get incredibly intense, particularly it's politics in a fishbowl, the media are watching everything that we're doing as well. But what I like to think is that when we step away from Aotearoa New Zealand um, and visit other places, that 
we have the interests of our whenua, uh, that we have the interests of Aotearoa at heart, but also the interests of those connections, relationships uh, with, the, with the Pacific. Um, and my feeling uh, was that everybody got that, which is a good thing. And we may well soon see another interparliamentary exchange with Samoa. We quite often are in a reciprocal arrangement as well. So, you know, the, um, we uh, enjoy receiving delegations to New Zealand from all over the world, actually. Uh, since becoming Speaker, we've had at least um, half a dozen delegations from around the world. Um, and there are others that we've had to turn down. Um, so we're very popular the expectation is they come here and they inevitably invite us to go uh, to them because they want us to go there as well. Um, I think it would be unhelpful for our country if we did not go. There's nothing like being face to face uh, and having that ability to engage um, at a more personal level as well. That was the Speaker of Parliament, Adrian Nurafe, speaking in Samoa. And you've been listening to The House, a programme made possible with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk. Tofa soifua.